0: Welcome to The Effects Loop, I'm Diaz. I'm Chris. I'm Scott. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. This episode is brought to you by Westminster Effects and information Music Company. Should we do those separately? Okay, alright, so uh, let's talk about our first sponsor, Westminster Effects. Check them out, Uh They've got some awesome, cool stuff going on. They just came out with a killer chorus and uh, vibrato. Right, It's both of those in there. Have
1: you gotten yours in hand yet? Nope. Oh man, I, no. I was looking forward to you trying
0: that out yeah we definitely need to try one of those out um and then also brought to you by creation music company check them out creationmusiccompany.com they've got a lot of cool stuff they've got amazing boards and utility stuff if you're even if you're building your own board and you want to use some of their crap you can kind of like make it work that's what i did they've see that's what that's what scott did be be more like scott okay be less like diaz dude my board is be- beautiful
1: I, it's been two weeks since we talked about it. sorry we're, this is before what's new so I'm, I'm shutting up
0: yeah 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 so um <laughs> thank you to our sponsors westminster effects and creation music company so let's move on to what's new chris what's new with you
2: um i got a brand spanking new apartment
0: Woo new studio <laughs> <laughs> did you talk did you talk about the ukulele yeah Yes, we ask him this every week. <laughs> <laughs> Four years later, hey, years
2: about ukulele going.
0: <laughs> hey, so, uh, I'm turning into that old guy that, like, always, like, do you remember? All right, so everyone, it seems like whenever they first started playing guitar, there was an old guy that was like, Yeah, learn how to play guitar. I learned how to play guitar, but they really were not that good at playing guitar. They just knew, like, two chords. Um, we, had this guy, we,
1: we go to church, we're very aware of guitar players who only know how to play two chords.
0: <laughs> well, we know
2: four. I, thank you.
0: We had I had this guy. His name was Mr. Pryor, and he's one of the nicest, sweetest guys. Give you the shirt off his back, and he used to. He worked with me and my friend Chris uh, at a grocery store. Chris and I were a couple stock boys, and he had, whenever he found out we were like learning guitar and everything, he'd be like G seven D nine C two, and he just like yell chords at us. I thought I was playing bingo or something. But he always wanted us to learn how to play "How Far Is Heaven" by Listle and Lou Boys. What?
1: I mean, I don't. The chords are song. easy, but getting the pocket on that song
0: does take a bit of take a bit to learn. Yeah, you have to you have to learn how to to get that groove going. I mean, on but aren't all three of them are brothers? Like it's one of those things. too, they they're one of those bands that like you grew up together. You know how the other person's gonna play. Like like no one plays together like me and my brother do. Because so I already know where he's gonna go. He already knows where I'm gonna go.
1: Just like the Hansons.
0: Listen. That's that sounds facetious, but
1: actually, all all those guys are
0: pretty killer musicians. (laughs) No, they're all phenomenal, and they're still making great music to this day. Thank you, Hanson Brothers. Um, What is there? There's Taylor Hanson. All right, we're not reading lists this week. All right, Chris, anything else new?
2: Um, I've spent enough on household gadgets and stuff that I could have bought a fully specced out Titan with like two or three extra. Uh, pick guards, so hurting, hurting a Just little.
3: Throwing
0: out there, <laughs> who needs a bed. That's all. I'm <laughs> yeah, who needs a bed? I sleep on
1: my Titan. I, I, I might know a guy who has a third Titan that he might be willing to cut a deal
0: on. Just throwing out there,
2: <laughs> since we're all about Titans here,
0: dude. I'm, I'm a great Titans. Um, all right, Scott, what's new with you, sir? Oh gosh, it's been a while since we talked. Um, it's been a while
1: well i mean just me with how i cope with quarantine as i have projects you know so like i'm like it it feels like an eternity ago but i think you know three weeks ago we were we were talking about my creation pedal board just came in and i was all excited about working on it and doing some stuff so i had the you know how they have like the modular side pieces i kind of I don't like the word "hacked" for everything when you like you just come up with something, but I hacked them uh, into getting some laser-cut D-panel size uh, mounts, and so I've got those all soldered up. I've got the board fully built and running now, and it's running great. After how many cable management, even even with soldered <coughs> cables, I had them go bad. It's it's amazing how reliable patch cables. We always buy cheap ones and always get pissed off at them.
0: You know. Honestly, though, it's funny, though, because some of my cheap patch cables that I've had for like a decade are the ones that still work just fine.
2: Yeah, I think I saw a few of those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, do you remember what was it? The ones that you always found at Guitar Center? They were their, yeah, I the think little bucket. New, yeah, yeah. And they had the yeah. blue the blue rubber piece. Like, uh-huh. oh, my gosh. Or the ones that felt like uh, what type of material would that be? Uh, not,
2: not quite the
0: uh, not not quite paracord. Weed. Yeah, kind of like that. But uh, it was always black
1: with the. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Just the the the, the cloth wrapping kind of material.
2: Yeah, kind of it...
0: spandexy.
1: Yeah.
2: So yeah either yeah, the yeah. non-brand or the or that Livewire is that what the Livewire that was yeah. the, that was
0: what like, Guitar Center's uh, how, like their store brand was Livewire, wasn't it for cables? Uh, uh, they went it
2: through used a few to be, different ones. Yeah, uh, used to be Monster. I think was there.
0: No, Monster while. was its own thing, and yeah. then Guitar Center was. Just one of the big dealers of it. They had Roadhog
1: think... for a little while. Oh, yeah. oh, I, I think gosh. it's just one of those things of like, it, it's the same company making all of them. It's just mm-hmm. a different, it's a new way of house branding it. And they changed the brand every couple of years because the quality didn't keep up or whatever. But
0: they're like, everyone knows this sucks. We got to change the name and pretend that it doesn't suck anymore.
1: That's sort of how house branding works. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right.
0: Let's see. But so
1: yeah, that the pedal board build is done, and I'm so happy with it. These things are beautiful. John does a great job. I know it's not the sponsor segment anymore, but you know we don't we don't accept sponsorships from companies we don't actually believe in and back up. So that's true. We have hundred percent. We have some integrity. Some, <laughs> some.
0: Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me rephrase that. Some of the hosts have integrity and make the other hosts have integrity by proxy.
2: So, me and Scott, with you.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. No. <laughs> have absolutely no integrity at all. <laughs> this, this, You guys should read some of the group chats. Diaz, no. That's it, no. Uh,
1: so, yeah, I had that. I had my big pedal flip. That is all done already. I sold really? nine pedals in oh four God. days. Oh, man. Yeah, I hit the market right at the right time, and that was an awesome flip. I made, I don't know. I paid like 950 in and I made 400 bucks out of it. So, that's so a 400 flip.
0: profit. That's not bad.
1: That paid for the Titan neck and then and some material. So, I'm pretty happy about that.
0: Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, Adam Dolanick would be proud.
1: He uh, he was well aware of what was happening.
0: <laughs> uh, Were you like texting him all giddy You're like check <laughs> like, He's like, "Oh, nice." Yeah. I always have to get approval from Adam if I think I'm going to flip something. He's a, he's he's I no you know what? I'm
1: not going to say everyone go message him he's great for advice. Uh, uh I I deeply appreciate my my relationship with Adam Dolhenick on many levels beyond flipping. Mm-hmm. He's he's a good dude. Um and then the last thing I got in house is I did a live stream of this Saturday. Was it Saturday I did one or was it Sunday I did I,
0: one? I think it was Saturday. Okay.
1: Um I got the other one of the JHS fuzz series that I got. Um so this is the Supreme uh sounds killer i'm sorry for my live stream i figured out what i did wrong um i had my effects loop on on the amp while no effects (laughs) were on so the wet dry was splitting and creating that phasing issue because the cables are different lengths so i have got to figure out a way to literally get rid of that delay or just never never run fully dry on my effects loop side which you know i could do always have a reverb on or something you know like a light or why don't you
0: just is that in the system settings or is that in your performance settings because you can always just set up another performance that does not that just turns that off you can have like a streaming performance that's
1: that's what i was trying to do i was trying to run a performance with that off and i accidentally had it on
0: okay so yeah you could just always just set up like a streaming performance yeah. and that, that way it's like you can have it just like 100 percent dry maybe like a slight reverb but like nothing else going on that way you can get like a designated sound that stays the same every time should i do a?
1: Should i do pedal dr- demos with a high headroom amp fully dry and show how right. bad overdrive pedals sound when you go straight into a desk
0: uh well <laughs> here's my clean tone so pristine um,
1: yeah no um sorry that's a little too inside of a joke from a guy we were making fun of last week
0: anyway that's what's new with me um, i'd love
2: to be a part of an inside joke one day
0: yeah <laughs> was, was i making fun of him too yeah you were oh you're gonna have to like remind me you
1: slept since then it's fine uh, oh my gosh dude totally so Diaz, what's new with you
0: man um oh ooh, ooh, ooh. i got i you know what um we always talk about like the guitar that got away and stuff like that i had a very cool thing happen to me um so back in january i had to come up with some quick cash i sold my mjt that i had made for me like i ordered it custom spec and everything and the guy I sold it to is uh i don't know if he listens to the show but he he does um support the show by following us on instagram and all that stuff and interacting whenever he can and uh i sold him the guitar and i had a really uh a couple weeks ago it was a pretty bad week um and uh just out of nowhere he's like hey do you want it back i told him i was like you know i really don't have the money to make a big purchase right now he's like no 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 you will just you can just pay me i'm good i was just like he's like you just pay me whenever whatever you can just just you know I was like, oh, crap. So I got my MJT back, and that's been absolutely phenomenal. It's kind of like uh, the prodigal son came home. Hmm. I'm trying to think if I had anything else gear-related happen to me recently. My gear world's been, like, extremely slow. but I'm thinking, I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I want to switch up my rig some, but I've got to figure something out. I want to get a flint again. So I might put my RV5 and my Luther tap trim up for trade or sale. Huh. Still, I don't know. I don't know. I'm in a weird spot with gear. I haven't been, like, absolutely loving my tone recently.
1: Uh,
2: I don't even remember what my tone sounds You're like. You're still
0: using the Liverpool, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's good, but I just, I don't know. I've got it, like... I feel like i might have too much stuff going on on my board i might want to kind of simplify it down some
1: in my experience that hasn't prevented good tone
0: <laughs>
1: says the guy you with know. a 32 by 16 board yeah uh, that
0: has stuff hidden on the bottom too like
1: <laughs> there is stuff on the bottom yep
0: yeah i don't did know I, did i I'm show just a like... picture
1: in the main group of how much i ta- like just cable manage the crap out of this
0: i remember you sent it to the chat room i think
1: uh then there's
0: patreon content only then yeah patreon content only you can uh if you want to check out that sweet sweet undershot of scott's chassis yeah who wants to see my undercarriage (laughs) i was trying not to go like completely like that far but okay that's fine (laughs) um (laughs) Uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. Pretty much got the guitar back. Um, been in a weird limbo world with my tone. It's like I don't want to spend money. I really, like, well, really can't afford to spend money. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't feel like trading stuff or selling. I just. I don't feel like hassling with it. But I need to figure something out to. I, to inspire me again.
1: You know. I. I mean, this could be like the topic segment of our podcast today of what do you do when you kind of get tired of your tone i mean you don't always have to buy new stuff you know no um no. one of the things for me with electric guitar is just sometimes i just get tired of tweaking everything and i just mm-hmm. need to take a break from it so just you know well, just play your acoustic for a week
0: well that was the that's been the weird thing is because i did especially doing the acoustic gigging stuff i went most i've been mostly playing acoustic mm-hmm. so i f- i feel like i've been kind of gravitating more towards acoustic which is very weird for me because I've never been really an acoustic player. Like I, I, I'm i an electric player who can play acoustic, but I'm not an acoustic player. I'm just not one of those guys. And if you don't know what an acoustic player is, start studying because there's a lot of fantastic people who are amazing guitarists who only play acoustic. Uh, Tommy Emmanuel is like the far end of that spectrum, mm-hmm. um, but you've also got stuff like I mean, if you listen to like Jim Croce stuff, acoustic music with phenomenal guitar stuff going on, you can, I mean, you can find those people who are just acoustic players. I mean, uh, Dave Matthews falls under that ca- category, you know what I mean? Yep. I and mean, he plays electric some, but I mean, when it comes down to it, the guy's an acoustic guitar player. But let's see. I, I have a hard time
1: remembering what he plays electric on, but that's. Uh,
0: uh, he plays me. electric on "The Space Between" and "Why I Am." Those are two songs that I'm one sure. One of your favorite
1: he, songs is "Why I Am."
0: That is one of my favorite songs. Um, I believe also that he has played electric on "American Baby." I'm not sure if that's him or if that's uh, oh, what's the guy's name? Tim something
1: Meadows? Not Meadows. Is it Tim Meadows? It's,
0: it's, I think it is Tim Meadows, or it's like Tom Meadows, because I always confuse him with... I think Tim Meadows is the actor.
1: The Saturday Night Live and Ladies' Man and... Or is it Tim Reynolds? No. could be Reynolds.
2: Burt Reynolds. Okay, yeah, so it's I Burt would Reynolds.
0: Able... I... Honestly, I'd be down to see Dave Matthews and Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, like That would be fantastic. Tim Reynolds. Tim Reynolds, right?
1: Yeah, the live at luther was like their first album together
0: yes yeah and he he's, he's really like in the band yeah he's like it's funny because it's really, really weird like he's not in the band but like he's in the band i think at one point like that was like kind of the thing like he never wanted to actually join the band because he wanted to be able to just like come and go as he pleased but he's still like he does a lot i mean when they do why i am it's him doing the amazing lead lines um but yeah I'm trying to, I wonder if there's any other songs that he plays electric on that I can't think of. We'll have to figure it out. That's some point, we'll make a list. Well, yeah, yeah. If you are a huge Dave Matthews fan that uh, knows what he plays electric guitar on, let us know. All right, let's move on to some gear news because we're going to try to wrap this up in a timely manner this week. Uh, let's see. J Rocket Brover drop oh okay no I, <laughs> you
1: hate the branding already don't you oh my gosh like I, I feel like this is a troll I said it. this is like the most trolling pedal I think I've seen from them so far
0: Protone, Bro-gain. Bro-gain, <laughs> <Lev> bro tone bro gain love bro okay if I hope this is a joke because like honestly if it if this was like April fools it would be one of the best April fools ever
1: it's uh June fools guys
0: yeah, happy June, Fools. Yeah,
2: because we missed uh, April Fools.
1: Yeah, it got canceled this year.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're trying it again. You know what? That'd be hilarious with J-Rock. It's like, yeah, we're bringing it back. Well, so, I
3: mean,
1: <laughs> the, the first thing with it is basically all their ad copy on this is it's not another. <laughs> we didn't want to create another tube amp in a box or another Tube Screamer copy. So we're not going to tell you what it sounds like other than it's <clears throat> Chewy it sounds like a wookiee it it says it promised a chewy tone with a smooth mid-focus character to slice through the mix i oh my
0: gosh but uh
1: it sounds pretty good they've they've got a few demos up out out there uh sean tubbs is playing it which means it sounds good
0: okay this is all right i have to give him this much phenomenal way to do these chicken heads or the chicken head knobs
1: you don't like the the third knob not matching the other two?
0: Doesn't bother me one bit. Fair enough. I actually I like it, and because it it still has like the round piece down below, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like they cut the chicken head piece out of this. I mean, it's the same piece, so like it's I don't know. You'd have to see it um, because it's really funny. I, I was talking with someone about uh, Cusack pedals, and the one thing that i never really just kind of grooved with a whole lot was the chicken head knobs
1: they're easy to kick out of place
0: yeah i like them because you can see very well where you're where they're at Mm -hmm. but like you said they're easy to move out of place i mean QSAC's one of the we were talking we were talking about companies that were like that were phenomenal but like due to certain things people didn't pick up on them as well you know what i mean and i feel like QSAC has always put out put out great sounding pedals mm-hmm. but people Innovative don't I, they're they are very i mean thank you for tap tempo um but like it's just kind of crazy like the tapa delay is a phenomenal delay pedal i it's i miss it i really shouldn't have sold it uh i got mine for like 80 bucks i got one heck of a deal on it but and you, uh you
1: got all the mojo hand stuff he makes too the, the rook is just a fantastic sounding pedal so mm-hmm yeah, John's making good stuff.
0: Yep, but this is a really cool uh play on the chicken head knobs. I do like it's the it's got all the different bro things, like the brozone layer, brohemian, protein shake, gronoculars. That's the brozone layer. Yeah, I already said that. I, I just bro can't fester. believe
1: I just can't believe this is not an April Fool's
0: Teddy Broosevelt. Oh yeah. hell yeah. Bromo sapiens. Oh my gosh. Okay. I want now. I really just want this pedal. Like, it's just great. Oh, uh, it's growing on me.
1: It's available. Okay, let's move on. It's on sale now. <laughs> 200 bucks.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of $200 overdrives, yeah, this got this announced,
1: like... kind of announced today, basically. Um, we're yeah. recording on Monday, June 1st for those listening <laughs> out.
0: It is 620 Eastern Standard Time.
2: Four twenty here in Colorado. Yeah, bro.
0: Hashtag blazing. Woo! No wonder you're coughing. All right, so the <laughs> chorus Audio announced their first overdrive in four years. Was the three eighty-five the last one they put out? That was new?
1: Uh probably. Probably. And oh, did I mention the, the... I got one of those?
0: Did you did you, the did 385? you like
1: it? It's not working. What? It was part what? of the pedal lot. I, I this was the one I flip I was hoping to keep. I've been talking yeah. with them. There's like these Tunable knobs inside. I, I tuned them. Anyway, I... Sorry. Walrus, get back to me with your RMA things. I'm trying to get okay. it repaired.
0: Okay. All right. So... Sorry. Uh, it's, I digress. It's an, so it's the cold. Ages is a five-state overdrive. Um, It's innovative features that can stand on its own and stack well with other drives. From clean, sparkly, and smooth gain to thick, compressed overdrive. What do What do you think this is? Do you think this is kind of like a, a tube screamer? like with different variants in it kind of oh, like I, the uh, bond uh
1: well i mean so they go through the five different stages so they're different that they, you slip slip through switch through <laughs> a bunch of different clipping styles okay and so I, I think it's just a relay network that's hopping between them sorry mm-hmm. if i got too technical but that's kind of like the idea behind some of the jhs all-in-one pedals you know where like right you turn a knob and it, it will what it will do is it'll change the train tracks all throughout other parts of the circuit
0: who did he did he work with john on that yep I'm about to say because i i i remember john like was a big i think he was a big hand in that
1: oh yeah because it's a it's a complex uh circuit design because the crazy thing is
0: in in the the bad respect that john cusack is is like So my first NAM, I summer NAM I went to, they had a, they had a panel and it was Josh Scott, um, Robert Keeley, Brian Wampler, John Cusack and someone else. I can't remember who it might've been Colt. No, I don't think it was Colt. Um, but they had, they were like, it was so funny because half the time they'd ask a question and if it was something technical, all of them would just look at John. (laughs) like and wait for him to answer because john is seriously like a mad genius with this stuff
1: john is a is a properly trained electrical engineer so like he he knows knows this stuff
0: Mm -hmm. and he's a drummer that's the funny part too i love i love how many like drummers build guitar pedals grant Mm -hmm. prime example grant Um, Who else is a drummer that builds guitar pedals? Uh, There's John Grant. I know there's a few others. Um, Wasn't John Snyder a drummer? Yeah. John Snyder was a drummer. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of them. I think it's funny because they're like, I'm going to make money off the guitarist. What that they or what they're
2: what like, they? like i'm tired of listening to my guitarist sound like crap so i'm going to build pedals to make them sound better
0: well for
1: whatever yeah. reason <laughs> there's not really a boutique drums market
0: yeah that's a tough that's really tough because already in the quote-unquote like mass-produced drum world mm-hmm. it's already expensive oh yeah i i think where you get in the the kind of the boutique stuff are their sticks yeah is where they get a little bit weird with their stuff uh also any sort of auxiliary thing like their brushes stuff like that they'll get so i don't know about boutique but that's where they get kind of into their fancy stuff also their throne
1: yeah that's That's the place you can spend some money
0: yeah i mean i know there's a lot of guys who like swear by like pork pie stuff like that and uh i mean because even i mean most of the time if you're using like a house set i know a lot of drummers still will just bring their throne you know what I mean? Throne. Yeah, you bring throne your throne, snare. your snare and they're your and symbols. symbols. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I think I don't know if snare is one of them. Snares where they a lot I know a lot of drummers like to mix things up. They'll get different snares for different sounds. You know, you can get one that's just like a hubcap, and you can get that nice saint anger sound.
1: So speaking so, of switching so. things up, mm-hmm. Age's overdrive <laughs> has five different stages of clipping. So you have the silicon not one, soft not two, not three, not four, yeah. but five. Up <laughs> steering this back on the topic so we can get through this episode. Uh, so there's an LED soft clipping, LED, and uh, and then there's high gain modes of silicon soft and um, LED, and then there's a hard clipping mode with silicon. So it gets it gets all over there. So I mean, like the demo that walrus actually put out it's great because there's like here's the strokes and then here's queens of the stone age and you know Mm -hmm. here's everything in between it was pretty it was a pretty cool range of licks that they were showing off and then the other the other really interesting feature i will say on this thing is it has a dry blend which is something
3: i don't
0: see a lot of now um i know that's a big thing that people love about the voodoo lab sparkle drive Mm. yeah is that it's got the blend knob on it and uh, you know a lot of people like that. I don't know, I don't I don't care for it too much. I don't think I enjoy it.
1: Uh, what's kind of cool about it is it if you if you have your amp set up in a nice way, it almost sounds like you have two guitars playing. Yeah, if you have it set up in uh, some ways. but anyway, if it's not for you, it's not for you, but uh, this this pedal was kind of we were talking about this this morning in our, in our group chat. Again, Patreon, join join the group chat. Um, mm-hmm. Where we all kind of went, we heard the first sample and we're like, yeah, okay, it's an overdrive pedal. And then you sit and you keep listening and you keep listening. And then you realize like, oh, we just went through five different things that were all like different overdrive pedals. And then I right. was like, this thing gets more impressive the longer you look at it mm-hmm. versus like you, you don't get wowed by it right off the bat. Other than it, it, the artwork's pretty awesome, but yeah. Like I guys, underwhelmed and then you just kind of sit you sit with it and you sit with it and you're like oh wow oh you know I feel like,
0: like we're in a weird place in the gear world with overdrives because it is a heavily saturated market no pun intended I mean
3: hey.
0: Hey. all right um but that's a, a big thing is it takes a lot for an overdrive to wow people anymore and I think that's just because we've seen a lot of it done I mean the Palisades was one of the ones that has like 759 different types of clipping and switching options that are like, you got all this stuff that just, some pedals are just extra. Some of them just do their thing. But like, it feels like um most sounds have already been done. I think that's a tough thing to do is... To come out with uh, like a groundbreaking overdrive, but it's really cool. Like you said, whenever you listen to an overdrive, and it just kind of like you just start kind of bonding with the sound,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and you're just like, okay, there that okay. I like you start picturing what you could use it for and stuff like that. I mean, that's there's not a whole lot of drives that inspire anymore. Well, I'm, there are drives that inspire, but like it's it's a tough thing to do, just because you've like seen and heard most of it so i think that's i thought that was pretty cool that's a good testament to it in my opinion is what i'm getting at is that you can sit there and listen to it and listen to it Mm -hmm. and kind of get sucked into the sound
1: yeah and it just doesn't have it's not one of those all right turn everything to new and turn it on yes no move on this is this is one of those things of sit with it for a minute that's that's really all i'm trying to say on it is it, it will grow on you the longer you give it a chance so
0: yep like a wart. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. And uh, <laughs> sorry. How are you supposed to pronounce this company? OPFXS?
1: OPFXS?
0: Okay, I'm just going to call it op- Unveils the asteroid, a complex little sampler pedal.
1: Well, this how small, is cute.
0: Another micro how small sampler. Is it? It's oh, so wow,
2: standardized. Is it? it? Looks like it um oh wait no it is mildly smaller
0: it is not your standard what is the 1590b or whatever what is what is it scott what's the like standard pedal i think
1: 1590b is what you're thinking of the hammond box size yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah, hammond yeah 1590b hey i knew something i mark it what it's 629 on june 1st diaz knew something you'll forget Um, that by tomorrow oh that's the truth (laughs) (laughs) So this looks really cool because number one I like the design. Mm-hmm. It's it yeah. kind of reminds me of like the MuTron, like the simple but like just the the colors are very mm, it,
1: it would fit in with like Star uh, Trek what Walrus did for Black Friday
0: 2 years ago.
2: Was that when they went with kind of the 70s Yeah, the throwback aesthetic. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I like this. I really like the look of this. Uh, some good looking knobs. I like the knobs.
1: Yeah. So it is a, it's a micro sampler, uh, and it's got some harmonizer effects built into it. So, um, there's been a few of these kind of things on the market. I think like a red panda tensor is, is an example of a micro sampler. Um, the chase bliss mood made a splash with it's sort of micro sampling thing where it doesn't really, it's not a looper. You know, you don't play a whole phrase. What you do is you you sometimes can get a couple notes into it if you have a long if you're on the long side of the window versus um, you can make it be a droning kind of a thing.
0: yeah, I'm listening to the demo, and uh, it's really it's really cool because if you use it as more like a lot of people use like a freeze pedal like this. Mm-hmm. And all right, someone's listening to the demo because I just heard.
2: Yeah, for whatever reason, all my audio from everything else except for Hangouts is going to my speakers. Okay, gotta love Uh, Alienware.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So build your own Mac and tear your hair out like I am. I'm good.
0: All right. That's how you're saving on that haircut. Um. I
1: didn't get a haircut. I know because
0: you're gonna tear your hair out, and that's gonna how you're gonna save on the haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sore (sighs) subjects with the haircuts. Um. (laughs) small problems man <laughs> i mean but it's i don't all right we're not but gonna get into it's it it's not
1: like i have a girlfriend it's not like anyone has to see me other than like my co-workers on video chats I well, can live not, with not even that pro.
0: it's like but it's like one of those things where it's like you realize how it's it's a, a normalcy that's gone right now yeah and it, it's like kind of yeah not it, i mean world shaking but like enough to like make you go like Oh, crap. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, yeah, we were hoping for a return to normal. I mean, and even the reality is that's not really going to happen, but we're hoping to some more normalcy returning and, you know, that's not going to happen.
0: Nope. Everything's going to have been changed. That's going to be weird. We're going to have to find a new normal.
1: I, I, other than mental anguish, I, I've had a really cushy time through this. So I can't, I really should shut up. All right, well, this anyway. episode
0: is brought to you by Scott Shutting Up, um, I'm just kidding. Uh,
1: uh, are we still talking about this pedal or are we moving on?
0: Uh, re- okay, really quick. So in the demo, it shows a really cool thing because um, it samples, like it'll sample the note and it gives you an octave down. So it does a drone thing, but a lot of people will just like kind of like hold, a, they'll like use the EHX freeze and just hold and just like noodle over the same droning. But this, this guy would actually
1: huh? It's got a shimmer in it too.
0: Yeah. It's got a lot it's got a lot of cool stuff. And I feel like it would it's um, something that could be used as a great tool to make some neat sounds. Yeah. Okay. So. Speaking
1: of neat sounds, can we just talk about this guitar that's in this demo? Uh yeah. What is that? Because it's not it's it it looks aluminum neck, but it's not mm-hmm. a Travis Bean because it has a cross bracing over that right. I don't recognize that guitar brand, and it looks wild. Yeah, I don't Is it
2: not the Chicago Guitar Works? That does the
1: what aluminum is- neck. has that a- weird Z thing. Are you thinking of the Electric Guitar Company? Yes,
2: that one. I don't
1: know. This is where we all pause in the show and Google
0: and look to see what's going okay. on. All right, so we're going to move on really quick, and we can go back to that if we want to. Because... uh no
1: electric guitar company does the top t brace or does the top brace thing it doesn't do that like n cross oh uh, yeah all
0: right so black star unveils the new ht club 40 mark ii black and blue edition i'm gonna ruin it for you guys it is not actually black and blue it's more yes, like it a, it's more like a blue and beige it's kind of a pelham
3: yeah
0: it does have a, a cool little pelham blue thing on, like pelham Everyone and tweed yeah, there we go. Pelham and Tweed. That's, you know what? That's an awesome album name. I call it.
1: Is it just like you doing uh, Gary Clark Jr. songs, but just like as you and
2: just call no, it Pelham and
0: Tweed? No, it's me doing Foo Fighter songs, okay. but we're going to make them 90s Garth Brooks country.
2: <laughs> oh my.
0: <laughs> when you come back to me again. Sorry. my wife makes fun of me because i i I, honestly i love garth brooks (laughs) it's one of those things i just grew up in that time my mom loved garth brooks therefore i ended up just loving garth brooks and uh yeah that's what i want to see okay and if you haven't seen this though if you want to see something that's just sad in my opinion watch is it it's glenn campbell covers uh um, times like these, it's 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 not. It makes me sad. Um, but anywho, that's that's, that's one of
1: those ones where I don't think I've really heard a cover of that song that I liked more than the
0: original. Uh, times like these, yeah yeah the only cover i like of it isn't really a cover because it's their acoustic version like i love i love his acoustic version that he does
1: yeah and it has a different yeah. feel and it does what every other cover tries to do where it tries to slow it down and make it more somber
0: and what well, i feel no like does because, it I, I feel like it's the only reason why he's able to pull it off is because that song uh if you have if you don't know the some of the story behind that song that was the song that he wrote whenever he thought the Foo Fighters were done. Yeah, it's it whenever like right he, when he was
1: doing Queens of the Stone Age, right? He was doing
0: Queens of the Stone Age and Taylor was like really, I th- can't, He's really rehab, bad. Right? Yeah, he was either really bad in alcohol or really bad in, I think he was into drugs. I think, I'm pretty sure he OD'd and like, he Taylor went to rehab and Dave went with Queens of the Stone Age and Taylor felt like totally abandoned. Like there's so much crap. And it was really funny because this is right about the time whenever Chris Shefflett joined the band, Mm -hmm. he was like he was like he was like the first rehearsal he shows up to, and like the band breaks up like that's he's like really like oh gosh, Um, like that was a thing Uh, because then they they came back together they did times like these and that I mean that that
1: whole album just ripped,
0: and then that was like they talked about uh, they did uh, um, one by one. Mm-hmm. and he's they were like they had the version they recorded beforehand and then the ver- version they recorded after and like they're like it was like two different songs i still want to hear the i've always wanted to hear like the quote-unquote bad recording of that song because i couldn't imagine them screwing that song up oh it just has so much intensity now and the thing about that song too is is the 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 rhythm that they're playing mm-hmm. is so it's not like the most challenging thing in the world but to like seeing and play that is impressive like dave girl has amazing rhythm which i mean we know it has with him as a drummer he should probably just start a a pedal company
1: (laughs) i don't know Uh, can someone make a rat variant and it be popular in the boutique crowd i I can't see that happening
2: no it has (laughs) a rat into a uh, vox combo yeah
0: Okay,
1: so one last thing before we wrap this up. Somehow we need to compare this pedal with something that John Cusack makes just to keep the theme going.
0: Wait, are we on a pedal? (laughs) I thought we were talking about this amp. I'm so confused. We've been moved on from the amp. How do we
1: compare the amp to John Cusack? Because this is the John Cusack episode, apparently. Okay, um,
0: well, Cusack did make amps, actually, at one point, (laughs) in case you did not know. If... Every once in a while, you'll see him post a picture, and there there is a QSAC amp um, that he built. I think he sold them as well, but they like did not pick up at all. Um, all right, so this Amplifier features two channels, each with two voices. So there's four voices all together. Clean channel has controls for bass, treble, and volume, while the Overdrive channel features a three-band EQ alongside volume and gain controls. So the first voice for the clean channel is American clean, and then you've got a British clean. Then you've got a classic and a modern on your Overdrive channels so it's really cool black star i don't think gets enough credit for um making uh solid amps it's that an, are it's an affordable. underdog amp
1: like that yeah the underdog amp company because like it's kind of one of those things like if fender made an amp that did this much we'd all be sitting there going oh man i can't believe it like they're going to charge so much for it and like mm-hmm. every time i look at the prices on Blackstar, i'm like yeah that should be more than that
0: yeah like they're uh i don't know i think that they they do a great job i've you know i've never seen someone with a black star amp and like thought oh i wonder if that sounds bad because i know it doesn't it's a black star amp
1: yeah it's not I mean, like it's not like the, it, it it kind of is weird because like they kind of fill that market now where i used to kind of put crate i know mm-hmm. it, it's but it, it's it's the weird mental things i do i know they're not actually directly comparable you know no. but like But they're like that affordable first amp is kind of where I think of Blackstar at often. Well, that was like the
0: Crate Palomino's and the Crate V, the V series. You had like the V30, all that. That was like a good introductory tube amp too. I mean, and that's like Blake Wyland and I always talk about the, he still has his, the old school Crate 120 watt solid state amp. That was like my (laughs) first amp. Oh my gosh. It actually had a spring reverb in it. That was pretty cool. I gave but, mine away last
1: year or two years ago.
0: I, I want to get one again just because it was funny, too, because, like, it was – you had the foot switch, mm-hmm. and you had to, like, do a right combination to get to a certain channel at one point. Oh, yeah, because, like, like,
1: it used two cables, right? Or, like, if you did – Right. If, if you, yeah. if, if you use like, a normal quarter inch, it all – like, only one of the buttons worked. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that.
0: You had to use a, the two cables, and, like, there was a, a foot switch for the reverb, Mm -hmm. a foot switch for there was like a red and a yellow the blue was the reverb i think and like you had there was like red was clean yellow was overdrive red and yellow was like the distortion channel Hmm. but like you had to like make it i don't know it was it was goofy but all right so let's move on because we're gonna wrap this sun gun up soon
1: yeah let's just keep moving um so this is a new one that just came out it's been a long time in the works, but it's finally hitting the streets now is the Torpedo Captor X. I think uh, I think we've seen Torpedo Captors before um, yes. as attenuator devices and line-ins, but this one kind of kicks it up a notch and starts adding cab modeling as well as proper impulse response loading. Um, so this is a great, 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 great way to record at home your amp. Right. So this what, is a
2: full load box too, right? Uh, yes. Yeah.
1: it's an attenuator. I don't know if it does a full quiet yeah, it does do a full quiet mode.
2: Mm-hmm. Um
1: so this is in so this is honestly comparable, realistically comparable for what the average user will do to something like an aux box or a um IR the the boss tube amp was well, a tube amp expander.
0: The tube expander, yeah. Yeah,
1: because most people aren't re amplifying their speaker. And they don't need that right. amplifier circuit that those things have.
0: Yeah, the, the the tube expander is definitely, I would say, for the people who are going hardcore into like the going nerd on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like not just like a guitar player who wants to get the best sound. This mm-hmm. is for like the engineer nerd or whatever you want to call him, uh, producer nerd who just wants to find that ultimate sound. This, this seems like the uh, – this seems like great – for a person like me mm-hmm. who would like to run a, a tube amp mm-hmm. direct mess with some amp you know some ir sims it can do more but it's a very it can be used in a very basic way
1: yeah I so I remember uh I don't know a couple of weeks ago I was looking at possibly doing a load box myself for my my home amp stuff because you can you can so, with some direct boxes you can throw them post amp and they'll have a pad yeah. so you can actually run uh Run the DI off of it into your your DAW and whatever, and then you and you're like, hey, I still don't get that mic speaker sound, and you throw on a impulse response. Right? Mm-hmm. This does all that in one box in a really nice, clean way. And the other cool thing about this is, if you think about it, go do your one studio day or whatever. Take an impulse response of your amp because they're in, they're not hard to make. Um, and throw that on this thing and now you can bring your amp and record at home and it sounds like you're recording in that same studio for retracking mm-hmm. whatever you want the consistency that something like this can offer while still giving you a lot of flexibility and quiet home practice fantastic for 500 bucks 550 bucks
0: yeah i mean this is it's definitely one of those things that uh 550 dollars, yeah i mean that's a good deal of money but for the people who are going to use this that's not, the people who are already looking at this, that's not a crazy amount, you know, for I, the stuff. I mean, an, AK, an AKG 414,
1: that's 700 bucks just for that mm-hmm. microphone.
3: The tube uh, expanders,
1: what, over a thousand? Yeah, they're about 1200 bucks 12 to 14 is fourteens where those sit. A Royer mm-hmm. 121 and an SM7 or SM57 together, which is like that classic sound of microphones, twice mm-hmm. the price. So, I mean, give your head a scratch for a minute there and go, oh, this is actually a really easy way to record. (laughs) Still have tube amps. Uh, You know? Yeah. This is cool. And and then the other fun part is think about silent stage stuff. I could be at church and actually still have my amp on stage to tweak. I don't have to do amp cabinets anymore. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. It lets you go direct and still use your amp. So I think or every you church would have one of these.
0: now no legit like this would honestly solve like this would help the the when you see I feel like this is gonna be my new answer when people are like my church wants me to go direct and I don't want to. I'll be like BAM. Boom. Like it's expensive, but you you both will be happy.
1: And then go spend ten bucks and buy an uh, own uh, hammer IR of your amp. So mm-hmm. you have you have the proper IR to load and it sounds perfect. Done.
0: Yep. Alright, so we'll give it a, that's a solid uh, five out of seven there, guys. That's eight. Two notes,
1: send me one to demo. Please, 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 please. please.
0: Dude.
2: right. My neighbors would appreciate it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like we should have someone who's very professional reach out to them. I'm not saying any names. All right, so Recording King launches the all-solid Dirty 30s Deluxe (laughs) Electroacoustic Models. Alright. I don't know. I mean, I know Clifton Worley likes recording King. Like he always kind of like looks like they're great. They're also like affordable. very cheap. Super yeah, affordable. affordable. Yeah, I said th- yeah, affordable is a good word. Cheap's not really it. But like a f- very affordable um they have a classic look. They are I mean, are great looking guitars and I know one of the things was uh, they really didn't do a whole lot of electric acoustics. And yeah, I mean, they were trying to keep their thing. price
1: down. So by not throwing the pickup in there, it lets them come in. I really like, I think of recording Kings as like $300 guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's a fun thing of like, Oh, I'm not going to get a Martin. So, you know, from the, what, what's their DX one E is the current entry level. Martin. Do I have that right?
0: Oh, uh, you, that's beyond me there. used to buddy. be a Martin DM
1: back when we were growing up. Um,
0: do we need to play back the part where I said I'm not an acoustic player? <laughs> I just that's definitely yeah. you you probably know more about that than I do.
1: Oh, uh, and so here these are very Recording King tends to steer a little bit more Gibson-y.
0: They they and they have that uh But what these they, are kind of Martiny. A, what they have what what they call the the what is it, the pre-war look. Mm. Um so when i think of like a pre-war guitar which is pre-world war ii um like that's a big thing is like pre-war martins and pre-war gibsons and uh it's just always cool to to see those but this is that's what these remind me of just a very 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 old school look maybe it's the headstock
1: the sunburst is part of it too
0: yeah what is that headstock the headstock reminds me of uh I think it like it reminds me of,
1: of like the folk instrument part side of Gibson.
0: Yeah, that's it. It reminds me of like their mandolin mm-hmm. or the, or their banjo, yeah. Okay. All right, that's what it is. I think that's also why, because uh Gibson in like the mandolin and, and banjo department has always has kept the same look mm-hmm. for the most part. Where it says They've the Gibson that, on it. Yeah, the Gibson. Um, but yeah. These are really cool. I can't find a price a, on them.
1: I am searching myself. Uh I I can find one 29 No way. For the single oh. No way. These are the non-electrics.
0: Oh, okay. Uh right. so I So get, pro- probably $100 more maybe. Oh, these probably are solid start-
1: top, not all solid though. So I I would expect this to be between and 500 seems very fair
0: yeah but with the recording king I'm assuming it's going to come in around 350. yeah just because they're always extremely cheap I mean you buy recording king guitar brand new for 100 oh, bucks
1: they're based out of Champaign Illinois or is that just a yeah that's seems uh, like no a it's place. it's
0: pronounced champagne
1: oh okay thanks thanks for clarifying
0: yeah no problem buddy I got you
1: um and so speaking of affordable acoustics I think that's kind of the the other one to, to mention has come out in the last two weeks has been PRS came out with the SEP twenty and the P twenty E.
0: Oh damn, that was smooth transition. I didn't even catch it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> I was I was heavily interested. I was like, Oh wait, never mind, I can see him right here. All right, go on, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was good <laughs>
1: it, it's amazing what happens when you prep for the show is
0: it <laughs> hey listen i was mowing my lawn okay i had to work nine hours then mow a lawn then record a podcast oh uh, you had a more
1: productive day than i did
0: oh no the, the belt blew on my lawnmower so now i gotta get another belt everything's gone wrong on this mower oh my gosh
1: is this where you were like it would have been cheaper to buy a new mower yet
0: no no because everything that's gone wrong i've been able to fix for cheap okay so you haven't paying
1: you haven't done a complete used german car yet (laughs) no
0: (laughs) no no luckily i mean because most of the time you're on this stuff you're paying for the labor but Hmm. because i'm doing everything myself i'm able to save there but let's talk about these beautiful parlor size acoustic guitars yeah so
1: the fun part about parlor size guitars is they little so, they make you play different. I mean, that's that's a big part of it is just they become the parlor size guitar seems to be the new popular thing.
0: Well, uh, Yamaha when they sent us um the transacoustics to try out, mm-hmm. I got the parlor size. And I mean, you would think me being a I mean, I'm I'm a fairly big guy uh that it would look goofy. I honestly like the look of me holding a parlor size guitar than holding a normal size guitar. Interesting. Wait, but yeah, like it seems like that's kind of the thing. But the headstocks, I, I, I'd have to see that in person.
1: Yeah, so that, that is kind of the divisive thing, is they put the electric guitar headstock on it.
0: I believe all of their acoustics have that, because they had the, what was the other one, the Angel or something? or. I
1: think that there's a different headstock on some of those.
0: They have, uh... a, they have, a, they have a less
1: aggressive point on some of them.
0: Oh, I think you're lying. Sorry, I'm looking up. I mean, you guys can keep talking.
2: So these yeah, are coming I like in. What stock is on these?
0: These are coming in at a really
1: nice price point. Um, which I did not write down in the proper currency. Bear with me for a second. Um, I actually heard about these from uh, the first announcement They're... of these came out from Worship <clears throat> Tutorials. Believe it or not, five
0: hundred seventy-nine dollars.
1: Um, yeah, and the the regular without is uh.
0: 499, $499. For the without the electronics yeah. so pretty okay. pretty nice. nice
1: entry level entry or your second acoustic first or second acoustic that's kind of that price range
0: this is even good for like if you just want a, an acoustic that like lays around the living room because that's another thing a lot of people use poly guitars size guitars for or those are mm-hmm. good just hang around the house guitars because they're smaller and they're usually cheaper and you're not really worried about them too much
1: yeah i mean i've 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 thought about that a number of times of kind of wanting a house guitar because my tailor lives in its case i'm not risking humidity with that thing you know um Uh, the
0: angelus has the same headstock by the way oh nice is this a full
1: scale 24.72 so it is a full scale yep
0: yeah, it seems like most of the time, whenever with the parlors guitar, uh, it usually has like a, s- a shorter scale. Uh, sometimes it's part. a twelve it's... fret
1: too. This one's still a fourteen fret, where the where the body neck meet.
0: Right. Yeah. Usually it's twelve fret. I think the Yamaha was a twelve was the 12th fret where the body mm-hmm. um, met the neck.
1: Well, those are fun too because then that moves the bridge further deeper in the body, mm-hmm. and so sometimes it's like mid span, uh, right in the center, so you get a little more bass out of it. Because it's yeah right there, and then the other fun part is that adjusts your playing position. Because for a lot of people, they rest their palm on the bridge. Um, so by moving it back two frets, it's a, it's a different playing position on where, between like where it rests on your knee and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's the same reason like why pe- a lot of people like offset guitars is because your playing mm-hmm. position is different. So,
0: huh? That's, I never thought about that. Yep, very interesting. These are beautiful.
1: The herringbone on the black. Oh, I love it.
0: I, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I just wish the headstock was a little less pointy. Yeah. Yeah, That could change. Well, (laughs) just
1: (laughs) Just bang into a lot of stuff. It it might change. Well,
0: even then, even then, kind of where, uh, actually, you know what? The pointiness doesn't bother me. I figured out what it is. The taper? It's the taper right right there uh at the bottom where your e-string tuning pegs are and it Mm -hmm. goes out Mm -hmm. it's a little if it was not as far i think it would be a little bit better
1: well i mean you're so used to a rectangular peg head for whatever reason like the prs logo does the prs neck headstock whatever uh, that's the word i was looking for headstock seems okay on an electric guitar because you're used to angular and pointy things there Whereas acoustic hmm. guitar is like almost every, people will well actually me, me about this, but they're wrong. Uh, in a blurry photo, acoustic guitar headstocks are all within a fraction of a percent of each other. There's not a lot of nuance there. And so there or there's not a lot of change there. There's some little tweaks and whatever. But,
0: well, usually the only thing that changes is the top of the headstock. Yeah the way that's cut the design in which that's cut but like i'd agree with you that it's usually the kind of squarish mm-hmm. i mean are, are like i don't know exactly what trapezoid yeah and so
1: so you have your d and your g string flare out at pretty rough angles whereas mm-hmm. the prs hot stock is not exactly straight is it but it is pretty close to straight through nut um yeah. And I, I know people will say, yeah, but Seagull, you know, I think that's the, kind of that one exception of a small headstock on an acoustic guitar.
0: Is it Bre- Does Breedlove have a small one as well? I'm or having a I'm hard time seeing Siegel. it. It's, well, it's
1: weird because I play with a guy with a Breedlove.
0: You need to look at his headstock more often. Breedlove has a,
1: has, a, has a kind of a triangular shape to it. Yeah i don't know it's just like it, it's it's interesting because acoustic guitars are so rooted in tradition mm-hmm. that extremities or you know loud expressions of things are often kind of, everyone kind of goes rrr, rrr.
0: yeah that was like when i saw the video of zach wilde playing emgs and an acoustic guitar with wah and distortion <laughs> what <laughs> have you not fucking seen that
1: burn it with fire
0: oh my gosh i've shared that like at least seventeen thousand times. times <laughs> just like make me sick yeah i don't it's oh dude it's no bueno mm-hmm. i'll send it to you <sighs> all so, right so just well, a
1: thought as we wrap this up what kind of acoustic guitar would john cusack play <laughs>
0: um one for John Cusack would play any acoustic guitar as long as it could be set up with his one-man band because he would like engineer this amazing (laughs) one-man band like I imagine like Dick Van Dyke like John Cusack meets Dick Van Dyke like I just I want to see that I'm gonna just message John like hey can you set up a one like we're just talking about you on our podcast (laughs) yeah all positive stuff I believe (laughs) and um yeah. We've
1: made a bit of a legend of him today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it.
2: Yeah, he did really good in that one movie. Oh,
1: what's, that, what's that Saturday Night Live <laughs> skit where they're all at a bar and they just keep telling legends and tell tales about that one dude?
0: Do you know what I'm talking what? about? No.
2: What? Nobody me. watches Saturday Night Live.
1: I still do.
0: Which 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 era of Saturday Night Live is it? Uh,
1: like 10 years ago.
0: Uh, well I'm so old now it really doesn't narrow it down. I still think ten years ago is like the Will Ferrell. Uh, that was Brasky's... like twenty years
1: ago, dude.
0: Brasky's buddies at Chuck E. Cheese. I think that's it.
1: Bill Brasky. Brasky's Buddy. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's it. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch this. Because I just found one that has Will Ferrell and uh oh who's the guy who plays uh The Office he plays uh, Packer oh yeah that guy he's in it so all right well um we we actually did hit a topic out of order today so that was a lot of fun um which we didn't plan on doing but once again i want to give a shout out to westminster effects and creation music company for sponsoring this episode guys if you're listening to us and you want to like find a way to help us just go check out these companies because you don't know maybe they'll have something that you might need or you might want westminster effects their prices are low for a boutique company i mean just to the point where you're like how is this guy still in business and uh then you've got john's got everything under the sun with creation music company i mean they've also got their hands in pedals with uh fox pedal you've got um what's their company name Oh, oh no! There's just creation. Well. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Those are okay, but they've got a little bit of oh, everything. Oh, sorry. So. Are you thinking of Risen? No, Shh, sh, sh, Risen amps. That's that's what they. That's not what they're called anymore. It's just creation.
1: They're, yeah, because they they're not called that anymore.
0: Yeah, they're called creation amps. Yeah. All right. So uh, check them out, and also you can. Uh, if you want to help us out, you can join our Patreon. We've got different levels. You can give different amounts. I believe you have to give $5 or more to join the chat room. It's actually a lot of fun. It's honestly where I do most of my like texting throughout the day. And uh, let's see what else is there. You can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash The Effects Loop. Follow us on Instagram at The Effects Loop. And you can also email us at loop at gmail.com if you, you know, just feel like chatting. Sometimes we get bored. So you can just like email us, and we'll be like, yeah, we're bored too.
2: You might get three replies.
0: Yeah, you're gonna get three three replies from three different hosts. Actually, let me uh, let me
1: incentivize it. Diaz gets them on his phone as emails.
0: I actually do. Like as soon as one comes through, I get it. (laughs) So
1: (laughs) if that doesn't incentivize people to annoy you,
0: I don't know what will. Well, I mean, they already can annoy me on Facebook. Or if you want to, if you if you just want to mess with me. My email is diazisawesomer at gmail.com. So so you can do that as well. All right. So thanks for joining us, guys. We will see you next week for the effects loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Chris. I'm Scott. We'll see you. Bye. Bye.
1: always drawing out
2: picture and revisionized love, energized lives together, together we undefeated, a plan to make well no plus needed, when we weed into the mindset of achieving and believing in a community that remains every the actor, the world should be one, hate annihilated, every heart
3: is one, love again, so, don't buy the hate, don't separate. we're strong.